Optimus Prime, calling all Autobots. These are your primes, Max. And Matt. Coming to you with that sparking live-action Transformers content you know and love. This is the last of the Witwickens, a Transformers roundtable discussion, a subcast of the Hasbrother. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for calling that in, Max. Uh, you know, yeah, no problem. You know, one thing. Uh, do you, do you know do you know American voice actor Tom Kenny? Uh, I by name I wouldn't really. Like All right, are you familiar with the Nickelodeon show SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> Who is it? All right. Well, Tom Kenny is the Tom Kenny's the voice of SpongeBob. He's also done some uh, some extra work well, SpongeBob on himself, shows. Then. SpongeBob himself. He he does the voice of SpongeBob himself. Yeah. Uh, and then he's also done some extra work on shows like Adventure Time and other and some oh, Cartoon Network shows. And he's 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 moved. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the Ice King. Uh, don't don't at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, uh, do do you, do you know uh, that in uh, you know in 2009 he also voiced a incredibly racist robot. Sounds accurate. In the uh, fourth highest grossing movie of the year. <laughs> That's right, we're talking about Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> hey, internet, how, you know, listen, we're gonna, as before, we, we're gonna talk about this, rag on it, talk about the things that are bad, and let's just get this right out of the way before going anywhere. This movie's a better movie than the first movie, but it's way more racist. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, we get, we get two... Not one, but two different sidekick characters uh, that follow uh, follow us around for seventy five percent of the film and contribute almost nothing except for just racist banter. Uh, they technically reveal the plot. They don't. They don't even. They bump it's... into something once. Right. They okay. Yes, that does happen. Okay, and also I think they kind of kill Devastator. Kind of. No, they, they... they just delay him until. Okay, we'll they wound him a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, uh, what, what should we know about this movie uh, description? Uh, so I think one of the, one of the big things, um, so there's a whole, uh, when the next Transformers movie after this one came out, Michael Bay did an interview with the LA times where he talked about, uh, his experience making Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, the biggest quote that I that I could take away from that was, uh, we had three weeks to get our story, and really, we were going into the movie without a script, and it's tough to do that. Um, because one of the big things that happened around this time, uh, which honestly, I forgot about, just because I forgot, like, 2009 was a long time ago, but one of the big things was uh, Writers Guild of America had a big strike that was going on, yeah, I remember. Yeah, not, not only that, there was also, like, possible strike talk of the Screen Actors Guild didn't properly strike. There was yeah, they were they were threatening, to if the writers and stuff like that. Um, one one little aside, uh, the one of the subplots of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was actually supposed to be about the writers' strike. And then when they actually started shooting that, the writer strike was over, and so it seemed irrelevant. <laughs> but I mean, that's why would have been, yeah. That's why we that's why we got that. Uh that's why that's why we got that whole thing, because Joss Whedon wanted to do something while the writer's strike was happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wish we were talking about that though. Instead, we're talking about this powerful Transformers <laughs> fan cast for Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh the yeah. Again, the fourth highest grossing movie of the year. So we moved down a few spaces. Um, uh, but, but we to earned be fair, more money total. Hmm? We earned more money total than the first. Only uh, yeah, but it also, I think, had a larger budget at two hundred million dollars. That's fair. Uh, it didn't but quite. It, it wasn't. It didn't make as much profit as the highest-grossing film of the year, uh, Avatar. 
which um, I remember one thing I one thing I always remember is there was this uh, listening to RPVR um, an old episode of that uh, RJ was talking about that Avatar cost a billion dollars to make and talking like smugly about like man it'd have to make at least two billion dollars to turn a profit but you know as the, the as this final thought on Avatar is that. Avatar, Avatar, also a better movie than Transformers. <laughs> this is true, but not a good enough movie that anyone cared after that year was over. Yeah, no, it was very for- it was very pretty. It was very forgettable, though. Yeah, it was very pretty, and there was standout stuff, and then everyone realized it was insert standard Native American metaphor against the military metaphor. Yeah, and no, you did it was... it. You finished it. You watched the movie. You watched, yeah, you know, you watched the film. Okay, I'll take care. I'll, I'll, I'll recycle. Thanks. <laughs> but see, now while that one's king the American military, uh, we're here in Michael Bay's world where the American military are the only people. Military spending! Other than Four more <laughs> years! <laughs> Jeez, Matt, it's almost like you got a stunt double. <laughs> uh, so, um, as a final thought on this process, uh, they, they actually did work on the uh, uh, script for a bit than they were mentioning. Now, nailing it down, probably. Um, but, like, the script's been around for a while. Like, I mean, they were working on it in 2007, 2008, obviously doing pretty fast since it came out in 2000. Um, but, like, the actual writers, the two that we were uh, to again, I still uh, they wrote the, like, two weeks, like, just... Right, yeah, because with a fucking special effects monster like this, like, the, you can tell, you can tell watching this movie that it has a lot more budget because we get into the giant robots fighting a lot quicker. God, for the- like, it does cut out pretty quickly, and then it turns into giant robots standing around and talking a lot. So, but while, while last time's theme, a boy in his car, this one's theme is supposed to being away from... Yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely get that early on and in your face. Um, I guess for kind of both of them, right? Like, because you get, you get a yeah, little bit... Yeah, this one actually tries to, this one actually tries to, warmers having to do with this effect as well, so it's actually a more successful than a boy in his car, which is just a doofus caught up in Yeah, where Shia LaBeouf manages to be the big damn hero by, like, no other real reason than just kind of being there. (laughs) I guess, really, that kind of happens again in this movie, like, but... It never stops. Yeah, as long as as long as Shia LaBeouf's involved. This one, however, is probably his most relevant. Um, I figure we should probably get to that in just a minute. As a final thought, uh, they added a lot more robots into that. They had a lot more budget. Christ, yeah, there's, Um, what, 40 robots in this? Something like that. But they wanted to early on, wanted to introduce the Dinobots, because who doesn't want to introduce the Dinobots, Dinobots zone? Yeah, it's probably good that they didn't do that, so we didn't end up with a Spider-Man 3 phenomenon of just having, like, too much shit getting introduced at the same time and kind of, like, losing anything. I I will state right now, even before I've gotten further into it, this movie is not complete the racism, it would be a tolerable... Yeah, it would be okay. There's uh, there's less dick jokes in this one. Yeah, overall. Uh, I think from reading, it seems that it's partly because uh, uh wanted to actually modulate the humor more and basically fucking bring down Michael Bay, who, by the way, it mentions that when he took the... Uh, he fleshed out the action and added more jokes. <laughs> He's the one who specifically puts these jokes in. It's not the writing. He very specifically goes out of his way to make sure these jokes are in there. 
Oh, so this is actually this is actually Roberto Orsi's doing, or is that are you saying it's Michael? No, Bay? no, this is specifically Michael Bay. Orsi took it afterwards and tried to tone it down again. Okay, yeah, that fit that fits totally. Um, the way that the way that I've come to understand Michael Bay as um like as a director. Uh, which kind of shows through in, I don't know, maybe all of his movies is just like, imagine you gave a 13 year old, like $500 million in a script and just said like, just said like go nuts, except, you know, he's a fucking grown ass man. (laughs) Cause Um, you, you you get everything that like, you get everything that a a shitty, like, uh, middle-class teenager wants in. Yeah. Um, so with this said, uh, I think we should, Matt, would you like to read? Good Optimus Prime speech. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Earth, place of the human race, birthplace of the human race. She's much like our own, capable of compassion, great violence. For in our quest to protect the humans, a deeper revelation dawns. Our worlds have met before. Being in Cybertron, fallen. Those are part of the speech, you fucker. <laughs> Transformer, <laughs> the I mean that's the whole that's the whole opening speech is just <laughs> it's not the speech it comes after. Yeah, the whole, oh, I'm yes, just saying Optimus the whole. Prime, I'm just saying calling that a human calling that a speech fallen, is growling Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen Act One Shanghai. My opening <laughs> speech is complete. Man, why does the speech go on for 110 pages? <laughs> I don't know. He's really committed. It's the most powerful <laughs> soliloquy, a one man play. Um. So, after the events of the previous movie, where we know Bumblebee with, uh, whatever that kid was. Sam, Sam um, Witwicky? Yeah, that one, but I also specifically chose not to say his name. Well, um, yeah, but you need, we, we're gonna need to say his name. Anyway. This is the uh, last we, of the Witwickens, Max. Yes, the last one, him, it's us. I don't honor the fallen. Um, so, uh, we start off jumping right into, uh, things being announced on TV, and we get a lot of chatter from Pentagon officers talking with, um... Most notably, we do a lot. All the bit didn't get ripped in half brutally last time, except for Bumblebee. And then, yeah, well, uh, well, you won't. Yeah, we don't see him until later. And then additionally, the RCs, which remember, RC booted out of the last movie because how do we invade transform? Yeah, so it turns out the way they do that is to have her appear in like one scene, never get mentioned again. <laughs> yep. There's then she like you stop noticing. And uh, well, no, because there's because there's RC Chromia and Elite One who are all individual, different motorcycle-based lady transformers, all but voiced by s- the same woman. <laughs> but they specifically say script as Lennox RC get ready to launch RC. Yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't realize that they were unique. I didn't realize that they were unique characters until I fucking found out. Until I fucking found their toys. Like this, but yeah, this is about how relevant. They but, show up once, and they show up once, and in such a way that you think they're like a combiner transformer. Well, might be interesting at all. But also notably, I see a beat up the ice. Oh, fuck. Which I would like to quote verbatim. It's <clears throat> ding-a-ling, come out and get yo ice cream. Any bad robot out there better get ready for an ass whoop. Yeah, no, we get introduced to our like two like anchor characters in this film. <laughs> They're here at the end and they'll be at, they're here at the beginning to the Alpha and Omega, the skids in the mud flap. They never they they never leave, they never die, no matter how much you want them to. <laughs> they just no, they do leave when we go to a new movie. Yeah. It that's too Anyway, there's a bunch of them like tracing out, kind of figuring out what's happening, and uh, basically end up finding a huge, huge, huge Decepticon like composed of like cranes. Yeah, uh, uh, so this is Demolishor, who, and every single toy is like a front, Demolish. is like a, he's a front hoe. 
I think. I don't know what you... Uh, a mining excavator. Okay, that's what it's but called. But if you pay more, he'll be a backup. Um, interestingly, also, all of his toys look surprising, given uh, what we've seen. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing up Demolitor and finding him, and it'd be the plot, just... He looks cool as fuck. Demolitor actually looks rad as hell. Yeah, it's it's actually weird that, like, the thing about it now, the way that Demolishor transforms, because Demolish so Demolishor is like an excavator, so, like, think about, like, those big, like, Tonka toys with the, with the, the big shovel on the front. He's got two treads. When he transforms, he's actually, he turns into two wheels, uh, between which is the actual robot with the arms. Yeah, there's, like, some empty in his face. Yeah, and so it's like it's so bizarre. But he's got like two huge side arms, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got two. He's got two arms that come out the sides and shoot missiles and shit. And so, yeah, like, he's just huge as hell, and like you know, his one of his wheels takes up the entirety of a street. Huge crunch boy. He looks yeah, like he belongs in near Automata or something. He's great. And it's just so bizarre because like the there's no part on this there's no part in his vehicle form that has wheels. It's treads, um, and it just it turns into wheels like. Yeah, his design's really cool. Listen, and I listen, like that he. Wheel, I like that he has wheels can these... turn into feet on a regular transform. I'm certain treads can turn. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's crazy. It's blowing my mind. Where did the treads go? And then anyway, yeah, the the, one, the, the, the excavator scoop turns into out. his two arms and shoot missile and rockets and shit. The one final thing I want to point out is just for impact, you a lot as Ironhide here to like cut down punk ass deceptic. Yeah, you know they got to get that damn PG thirteen single fuck. Anyway, uh, Dem- uh killed by Optimus Prime says, this is not your planet to rule the fallen. And then Optimus Prime says not. Yeah. Uh, just <clears throat> fucking execution style. On- so one thing that we yeah. can also take away from this is that this scene's supposed to also establish that the U.S. military is working together with the Transformers, a group called Nest, um, which I don't 100% remember what it- I think it's like Near Earth something task force. Um, and it's the, yeah, it's just this, it's the, the, like that, I think NATO, it's, it's NATO and the Transformers have, have created an alliance to destroy Decepticons around the world. Cause there's British soldiers in there and other stuff. Yeah, uh, there's it's one overseen p- by the UN. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of like how NATO works as far as I understand. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense. Anyway, but, uh, so we cut, we cut away. And now we're back in. Yeah. He was, and now he's going to be like the first. He is a he is a young man. There's no, no need please, to feel down. He look look Max. He's a young man. He's picking himself off the ground. Anyway, yeah, he's packing up for college. His mom's being his his mom's being excessively uh excessively TV mom, like mourning him as though he's dying. Excessively T dad. Yeah, no. His mom his mom is like mourning him like he died, and his dad's just being an ass. <laughs> Have you any of y'all said that seven? What if those characters didn't have redeeming features? Fuck yeah, no, that's a good that's a good comparison. His mom even sounds like the se- like that '70s show mom, even though she's not from Wisconsin. She's considerably younger. Yeah, so this is like yeah, I don't know. This is this is what M- Michael Bay thinks that parents are like. Um, uh, and yeah, so then um, he's I'm trying to like Michaela stops by. And tries to, I don't know. He's trying to break up with her, I think, or something, because they're going. To, no, she's trying to. She's trying to. Yeah, she's trying to break up with him because he's going away, and he's like, no, no, no. Look, I made you. I uh, made you a, a long distance relationship kit brought to you by Cisco. Uh, Cisco, we're gonna see Cisco a lot of times in this movie because they paid a lot of money to be known as the telecom provider. It was. It was a really half-hearted. Bur- like not stay there. Yeah, and then. Um, oh yeah, they think. Bef- also while this is happening like he, he he gives her that and then there's a call 
where he's taking out his D-Day shirt from the from the fight at the from from the fight from the last movie, and there's a sliver of the AllSpark left in it, which burns him and then falls through the floor and activates the appliance bots. And Bumblebee has to come out and wreck some shit. And we find out at this point that uh, that Sam... well, I think I think you skipped over the appliance bots pretty fast already. Let's let's roll. Okay, back okay, yeah. No, there's a okay. I, a I'm sorry. We're not we're not giving the appliance bots their proper's. I'm sorry. There's a number of reasons why we're not giving them enough time. So, firstly, yeah. So when he's pulling out his shirt from the pre- uh, and by the way, she voices that she can't come with him because of the fact that she's staying here. To take care. She's got to take care of the family um, business or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So the cube falls out. Uh. Out of his shirt. And then the floor burns straight through the wood floor, and then but like it doesn't start a fire, just like quickly goes. I mean, whatever. It's a, it's an alien alloy that turns machines into that, that turns any like any random machine into a killer robot. So well, see, that's I, the only, problem. Is that I'm willing to cut it some slack for. Well, actually, I think it does start a little bit of a fire, but it, anyway, it falls down further, impacts into the kitchen, and the actual impact releases the shockwave we saw last time that made Xboxes. Um, and this one. It's all of the kin appliances. Uh, which, which, uh, yeah. I would so like there's... to point out, just like last time, everything made alive by the AllSpark is all of them. All of them. We get a blender. We have, a, let's see, we have a blender, a toaster, a vacuum cleaner, uh, specifically a Dyson vacuum cleaner, microwave, waffle iron, cappuccino maker, uh, or I guess espresso maker, the garbage disposal from the, from the kitchen sink, uh, a cell phone, a hand mixer, a stand mixer, and specifically a Cisco brand router. <laughs> Because remember, Cisco paid a lot of money to have their to have their name on everything. Um, one thing special to note is uh, from the so we're calling these guys also the appliance bots because uh, first off, they this is what they're called in the novelization of the movie, and also they have their own special appliance bot comic book. Um, I think also shout outs to the blender who is who is noted somewhere in the commentary uh, from one of the animators. Uh, has the has the nickname of Dickbot the Blender Guy, as when the blender turns into a robot, it gets a minigun just between its legs for some reason. <laughs> a minigun made out of the blender. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's but like yeah. one of the appliance bots gets a. Uh, yeah, there's one. There's well because one of the appliance bots got a toy, so the toaster is known as Ejector, <laughs> and got not one but three toys. Um, I, I do I do like how they have Ejector. It's it's yeah no it's classy. <laughs> what a theme! Put the put the minigun dick <laughs> into the toast slot. Um, anyway, uh, shit goes bad. He calls Bumblebee because uh, he's getting attacked by tiny <laughs> mad robots. Also, guns. man, one one slight aside. One thing I forgot from the first movie is that so the AllSpark turns uh turns all the all the random stuff like the Xbox and the Mountain Dew thing into killer robots. Um, one thing I didn't think about but d- makes a lot less sense now. It it hit a Cadillac. It didn't turn the Cadillac into a robot. Only it turned the, the steering wheel the steering in the Cadillac wheel, yes. into a robot. Which like I don't. No, the steering wheel can the steering wheel contains a couple of switches and an explosive. <laughs> but yeah, so keep keep going. Um. Anyway, so he gets shot a lot, but doesn't actually get hurt because he never actually be like properly hurt with that plot armor. Uh, anyway, he calls Bumblebee, Bumblebee comes in. Yeah, and this is where we learn that, uh, that all, that all of the Witwickies and basically everybody involved in the battle from the last movie is being paid by the U.S. government to keep quiet, and the government has also agreed to pay, uh, to, well, being paid to keep quiet, like, it's mentioned that after, like, ah, oh, look at our house, look at how the, look at how Bumblebee wrecked our house, like, the psycho robot in our garage wrecked our house, and, 
Uh, this is where, like, weirdly, like, Sam's dad turns into less of a hard ass and just said, like, ah, just consider this the start of the remake. Like, he just shrugs it off because it's like Uncle Sam's paying for this. Like, what? A, it's it's I mean, weird. Fair, like, they're going to make it real nice. Oh, yeah. No, that's. um, Yeah, no, they get a fucking amazing house from what they, they, I, mean, I think this they're, one, they're, all, they're already rich as fuck in this. Like, they've the house already got improved and they've got, like, now off in the little house that's, you know, classy. Yeah, no, Michael Bay. It's not, it's not the. It's. Actually, yeah, it's not the first dick joke in the movie. It won't be the last. Um, anyway, so with all this done, I had to go to college. Hey, so, you know, I need to talk to you about college. And all crazy excited. He's like, yeah, but I'm not taking you with me. Oh, yeah. Also worth noting, um, Bum- remember at the end of the last movie, Bumblebee was able to talk. And in this one, uh, Bumblebee responds to the responds to the thing about, um, responds to Sam college. talking about college by playing a clip from the song, I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. And this um, is not by just purely choice. He doesn't talk. Yeah, he. Aside from that, he has the. He just uses samples from the uh, from the car stereo again. For, yeah. So like one for freshmen are Lars, I guess. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, um, I think it's also just one thing we're gonna get from later in the movie is that I think Sam also doesn't want to bring Bumblebee along because he just doesn't want to be involved in the fucking Transformers plot. He's Not really funny. just trying to escape from the movie. Well, also, like, Optimus Prime will just straight up say it. <laughs> we'll just we'll just say, this is the hero's journey. You're the hero. Be on the journey, basically. No, no, I don't mean later in this movie. I think it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so freshman can't... Hey, just go hang out with Optimus Prime and do, like, actual... Anyway, bye. Yeah, and Which, then, like, so they... Weirdly dismissive of your, like, in robot alien car that you're... Yeah, no, Sam is... Sam, the thing we're gonna learn about Sam over and over is he's just a, a fucking entitled asshole. Like in new and interesting ways. Um, oh right, and it's at this point that uh, so Michaela, yeah, with that with that excitement over, Michaela goes back to the body shop, and this is where we're introduced to Wheelie, who is an RC car robot. Oh yeah, because uh, the reason this happens. Yeah, he needs right. Yeah, he needs her to hold on to the AllSpark because it's not safe at his house. So and yeah, he's not, so he's not taking it to college. Yeah, and so Wheelie's like tracking the the radiation signature from it, and we get introduced to Soundwave, who at some point earlier in the film is like just taking over a random satellite and is using it to using it to make he's, a global yeah, comnet, huh? That's yeah, just this. yeah. So he's he's the global Vox network for the Decepticons. He, he relays all of the information, and he exists exclusively just to sit in space and just yell things. Yeah. Unfortunately, I remember we thought that we kept thinking that Soundwave was going to be Soundwave CD player. Yeah, back in yeah back back in the glory days. Of- uh, anyway, <sighs> only thing relevant from right away. Did you uh, did you think that Skids and Mudflap were not racist enough already? Get ready for their new forms. Being in an ice cream car. They they turn into so that yeah they turn uh, not smart cars they turn into subcompact cars which apparently. This kind of fits with the original versions of Skids and Mudflap, who were race cars, so they just turn into, like, street race cars instead. Um, and this part, again, this part happens because, just like the last movie, they need to be two different kinds of cars so they can get more toys. And also, they need to turn into GM cars, because GM bought a lot of ad space in this movie. Um, <laughs> so they need... Let's, let's just get it out of the way. When transformed, a robot form, a new car form, huge buggy eyes, giant flappy ears, and one of them, they're all, like, well, it's mouths. One of them has one of them has the gold tooth. The other one has the doors that turn into ears. I don't they they, they don't both have each thing. But yeah, it's bad. 
that's really bad. It's really bad. It's so bad. And they talk with like like surprise. They didn't talk about like really. If that's severe, I'm not. I mean, joking. later in the movie, they say they can't read. So, uh, anyway, enough about them. Uh, oh boy, yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean, you say that, but they're gonna be in the rest of the movie. Uh, a general contacts comes to talk to Optimus, um, uh, which is fair. Like, and we get a very good line when they're about to talk where uh one of the characters you gotta wonder if god made us him pointing to optimus Prime. yeah no that's a that's a good one uh we do we do kind of learn that oh yeah also one like weird continuity thing um regarding skids and mudflap they do fight over who gets to be which car although if you look at the cars one of them has a one of them has a license plate that says and the other one has a license plate that says mudflap already i mean i could see because they can't read Oh, right, yeah. Also, depending on the scene, uh, Skid's, mud pla- Skid's license plate says, like, one of three different things. Just, like, Skid's the one or something? Uh, no, it's, like, Skid's and, like, Skess. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think uh, that's one of the other things is, like, the, the, the license plates on all of the Autobots, like, keep changing because they had multiple different, like, shoot cars for the scenes where they're cars. Um, but they didn't change it on the models because, like, who's gonna notice if you don't like brain if you don't like look at it? So it's like in in most cases it's not noticeable unless you're like specifically looking for it. Um, but from the rest of this, uh, we hear about this guy Galloway who's talking about the like, uh, hmm, he's he like wow, leads the uh, Department of Defense or something. Yeah, basically like the uh, what the fuck is happening? Um, he's like, hey, with the Allspark destroyed, why haven't Decepticons left like you thought they would, huh? And it's like, if they're, if they're still here, they're clearly fighting you. They're clearly here to kill you. That's why they're still here. You know, with their leader in Teen Abyss and us having the one shard of the Allsparks. No one can... And you learn again that uh, Soundwave is still in a satellite and that satellite is a military satellite. So he hears all of it. Right, yeah. Well, also they... Yeah, because they also have the... They have... It turns out like there's multiple shards because one of them is under like... Is, is under protection. Like deep yeah. in an underground bunker or something. That, that's it's, the only one they know about. They didn't. Yeah, and so like, so they, like this is in a this is deep. I don't think they mention where it is. Just like somehow Soundwave figures it out, and then um, but yeah. So Galloway ends up talking. Yeah. So it's just uh, let's see. Yeah. So just Soundwave grumbles, and then voice echoes megatron's resting in peace at the bottom of the laurentian abyss surrounded by sosa's detection with a full-time submarine base and the allspark is okay here's where he says the only remaining piece of your alien allspark is locked in an electromagnetic vault here on one of the secure naval bases in the world and Soundwave somehow from that just says we have located the shard um although this does lead into a very good so after galloway gives like gives optimus a dressing down um, Optimus does have the, yeah, Optimus has a lot of good back. lines in this. Yeah, Optimus does. He really, really comes to his Because we get it to like, freedom is your right. If you make that request, we will honor it. But before your president decides, please ask him, what if we leave and you're... And Lennox, by the way, is like, yeah, that's a good question. Yep. Le- Lennox anyway. is Lennox is a is a very non-offensive recurring character. I yeah, he he's fine. He's just I can't think of anything he does okay. that like actually contributes to the story, but he's he's a pretty okay supporting character. Yeah, that's anyway. Uh, anyway, Sam's remember the, his parents. The, yeah, his dad keeps trying to hook him up with every girl possible. Apparently, his dad. Well, his dad's also just like really mad about how much college costs for some reason. When they're being bankrolled by the government. 
Yeah, like, like so, so Sam, Sam Witwicky is because of the government. Like he, he's got a full ride education to what is it? Like it, it's an Ivy League school. I want to say it's Harvard. Like he, and he, he's getting, he's getting a law degree at an Ivy League school. And also, <laughs> also, I also he like barely, that he's he also I like that his dad is mad like, at like. His his dad's complaint is like, yeah, it smells like four thousand dollars a year. It's like, dude, that's fucking state school level tuition. Also, like, uh, thing that like he's not a, necessarily a bad student. Know that he cared more about having a car than. Being- yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, again, like this is just he just kind of got this. Like he was just sort of get like we don't we don't understand how he got this. We just know that he he was he was given this, and yeah, like he got a he was gonna get a C in a class, but he convinced his teacher to give him a B so he could get a car. Uh, and then let's see. Um, oh yeah, uh, we get introduced to somehow in this movie of like really uh useless characters. We get, I think we get introduced to the most useless character in Leo. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, we just just like skirt, skirt through as much of this stuff as possible. So, so Leo really. Leo runs a conspiracy website about Transformers, and somehow Sam Witwicky's his roommate. Just like by uh, I don't know, whatever. There's there's a rule in improv. Today's the day. So sure, the no, guy that the guy that runs the the guy that runs the conspiracy like site, but not because it was not. A, yeah, no, but it's just it's just the co- like oh that's a that's a huge coincidence, but like whatever. Today's the day. Get to the interesting part. So like yeah, okay. His his roommates his roommate runs this conspiracy site about Transformers, and he can't talk about it. Um, oh, and then conspiracy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they find all this. Like, like, they, hack, they hack the video of Shanghai. Yeah, they got yeah they got the video of Shanghai. They have all this. They have all this like random video footage because like yeah okay in the age of the internet we're in, in two in this the year of our Lord two thousand nine everybody has a everybody has a recording device on them at all times that can instantly upload to the internet. So yeah sure, um that's like cool yeah we, we're definitely on that. Uh and then what is it? We're going to uh oh, God fuck and then fucking there's a B story. We get a fucking sitcom B story in this part where Sam's mom eats a weed brownie. So good. This is worth taking a fucking tangent. It's like, I don't know why. Like, it's not even all that funny. And she's like, definitely way more out of it. And like, immediately, she's immediately out of it. Yeah, she's a, yeah, no, she, what is it? Uh... Oh yeah, she she's mom. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent pure Hawaiian green for the environment. How many of those have you eaten? Drop it. it. It's baked with reefer in it. It's no give me. It's a cheat day. I can eat what I want. And then she's yeah, she's she's immediately like going crazy and like playing frisbee in the quad and just yelling. Also, if all... she ate more than one. Oh, she's also she's gonna, like have some issue vomiting if she ate a ton. And yeah, also God, she's. It's it, yeah, it's her that's hitting everybody up. I forgot his mom's name is Jude, and right. she's just saying, "My son lives in this dorm. He recently had his cherry popped. He didn't know I was in the house. I heard it all. Fuck, I forgot about that. Sucks. His car is a talking robot. All right. And it's uh, just it's just it this again going to improv stuff. I think this is one thing that that you and me talked about while we were watching this movie is like your first Im, your first impulse when somebody says play a drunk character is just to like be like well, how are you, how are you doing today just yeah and which then, is like, that's that's was, not how fucking like the way yeah, to I was do taught it is, in my uh, in my actual acting class I took in which like I'm certain you picked up yeah um, that um, when it comes to like playing out some 
that has an issue of maybe a long-term one, maybe a short-term one, yeah, heck, even a limp. People don't just, like, exaggerate. People attempt to not have that be a problem, and then it comes out being a problem. Like, when you hear an actual drunk person talk to you, if they're slurring, trying their best not to slur. And so often this creates, like, really, like, awkward pauses, like, hey, I'm not at all drunk. I yeah. promise you, I'm I'm not drunk. I mean, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna yeah no. One of the things I'm gonna say is from my from my actual college years, the times that I got drunk, like that was yeah no that was that was my thing from actually actually legitimately being drunk is like no I'm not drunk. Watch me skip backwards, <laughs> like just me. <laughs> that was a legitimate thing I did. Just like lo look, could a drunk person do this? The answer yes. Uh- <laughs> Uh, the answer is yes, absolutely. So a person would not did do it. that. <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, but a lot of it comes from specifically hiding it. Like, uh, it's mentioned that, like, I often talk slower to cover up and give them time to think. Lumping people try and favor the other leg and then, like, just really use that one as much as possible. So they'll often take shorter steps but long dragging them. Yeah, and so it's it's this thing. I think uh, somebody, somebody phrased it best as uh, if you want to do... If if you want to find something about like what it's like to be high, go play Octodad. <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, t- small smallest tangent possible. But I want to say, internet. If you're in a place where weed is legal, or if you're not, I'm not a cop. Uh, and you have some, uh, and you want to get high, and you want to play a video game while high, play Kirby's Epic Yarn. It is the number one game to play while fucking stoned, because that game. Uh, which, by the way, I can say this is fine. I'm an orange. Um But uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, there is no real lose condition. In general, chill as fuck. And it's already fun and charming, but, like, you know, you might get a little high. You are high. Because if you die, it's a blast. <laughs> a rave review. The last one that will be in this. Uh, be in this. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So... So now we get well, a scene I actually like. This scene uh, I forgot that. Anyway, yeah. No, we get, anyway, we get back to the plot. <laughs> yeah, we get to see Ravage, the saber tooth tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah. The good, good robot gun cat. Gun cat, gun cat. Who, yeah, like, what is it? Cl- jumps through the fence and then, like, puts its mouth on a vent and, like, shoots a bunch of marbles down the vent. Which but those marbles into- are actually robot bugs. And the robot bugs then form together into this weird 2D robot. Who is the fucking coolest? And I'm so mad it never came up again. It's, yeah. This is actually one of my favorite designs in that it is like so microscopically thin that if it's like facing you, you will not see it. <laughs> but if yeah, it's that's like a sideways, part, that's you a will part see that comes it. up in this. Yeah. Yeah, it hides out that way for a little bit before attacking someone by being, you know, razor thin. Yeah. And it's then, yeah, really they're, they're trying to fight it. And it's like, oh no, the shard's gone. And uh, yeah, they, they send it into the shard. It's not a long scene, but the scene's actually good. Also, I think the, let's see, so the microcons form into another robot called Reedman. Uh, um, anyway, let's get to the one, uh, the two notable parts of the party. Um, Sam's here at a party, into the party thing. Uh, he has, like, some weird to a cake, puts his finger in nimble, like, off the, uh, the pillar of napkin or Oh, something. yeah, right, so that's one thing that we forgot to mention, is that Sam drops the AllSpark because it burns him, and then he's, and then he starts seeing visions. And yeah. so... That yeah, that's one thing is that he 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 looks at the table and he starts seeing uh, he starts seeing these runes and he takes some frosting off of the cake and starts drawing. Well, he's doing like the crazy fast blink 
Yeah, it's just like yeah, he's like having he's he's having like another fucking religious vision, and we see this random girl at the party like look at the runes and then like walk up and start like trying to sex him up or something. Yeah, like really hard. Like there's a point where she like pushes trying to straddle him. Yeah. Um, uh. Also, I think this this has this scene has the best line in the entire movie. Yes, the reason that we went into this level of detail about this specifically for this line when someone yells at like, hey. Who drove the freaking yellow Camaro, huh? There's a car on the lawn. And so he goes outside and Bumblebee plays And the senior student comes out and says, Hey, freshman! You yeah. got a car in our bushes? No, no there's, a, there's a friend of mine. He just he just went to get you a tighter shirt. There isn't a tighter shirt. We yeah, checked. We checked. <laughs> now how about I park my foot in your ass? <laughs> I forgot the second part of this. What size shoe do you wear? <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so anyway, then that kind of moves the plot forward. Um, Sam has to get back because he's got to go do his, uh, he's got to, like, fucking, this is also, I, just like a, a minor thing here, but like, so we end up having the, the, the long distance date, date night with, uh, with Michaela. Um, because Cisco paid a lot of money for this, their VoIP service of choice is fucking Cisco GoToMeeting. You remember all those? You remember all those fun GoToMeeting voice chats you have with your nope. friends? <laughs> yeah, that's what I record all my podcasts on. Bumblebee uh, takes somewhere. Uh... Takes him to a grave. Takes him to a graveyard, I think. And then, uh, yeah. And then Sam gets the plot dumped at him by Optimus Prime and says, "Like, I don't want to be part of this Transformers shit anymore." Sam, fam, fate rarely calls a fucking brother. Right. They basically tell him the shard went mad. Sorry. And then Sam's it, it, Sam's just like, "Look, I'm this like twenty-something white guy with nothing to contribute. Well, Why am I important?" <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's weird. They actually do come to do. They just like they just came and was like, "Yeah, so it's gone." Anyway, thought you'd want to know. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, Sam says multiple times, like, you're fucking Optimus Prime, you don't, like, what do I have, like, why am I important? And Optimus Prime's like, we do, more than you know, and it's like, no, you don't, it comes up later, but at this point in time, you don't. Yeah, and then we cut to some some bullshit we cut to happens. The Abyss, uh, yeah, the there's a there's some robots that go down to the bottom of the Laurentian Abyss. Hey, get around. You remember all how in the last movie we established that it's crushing pressures that nothing could move down there and would disable all robot aliens. Yeah, it turns out that was wrong. Yeah, those were both lies. Roar on down there. Yeah, he's alive. Also, Starscream's here now. Starscream talks to him and like really like you're a piece of shit. You an ass woman. Wait, does he just... No, he doesn't kill him. I think he beats the shit out of him. Um, Because Starscream's too important for... Starscream's too important and also... He doesn't live very long in total, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's gone by, like, the third. Uh, Anyway, uh, cut to... Sam has his first class class. with with his professor played by fucking Dwight Dwight from The Office. (laughs) Uh, and goes up to the whiteboard and like starts scribbling on it live. Uh, the Cybertronian like yeah, he reads he reads his fucking entire physics textbook in like three seconds. He's like, no, everybody, there's, there's why, why is everybody focused on the four dimensions? Why are we not focused on the other thirteen? If you focused on all of this, Einstein was wrong. Um, and yeah, and he gets <laughs> kicked get speed up. Yeah, he gets kicked. <laughs> We're up. gonna take it. Just, um, anyway, so he's like, oh shit! I, ever since I touched the shard, bad things have been happening. Kayla, I got the shard uh, do you still have okay, it? I've got, yeah, it? Mc- yeah there's, there's a bunch of shit happening you need to come help me and then uh then fucking alice shows up. um by the yeah, way also also brief mention though that before michaela leave a tiny one rc car like attacks her for the shard all right whatever and like fucking like welds out his eye 
yeah, fucking Tombstone pile drivers him and welds out his eye and then throws him in a safe. <laughs> like, yeah, she... Um, uh, anyway, um, uh, ba ba uh... Anyway, yeah, so Alice shows up, uh, pins him down to his bed, because, uh, surprise, surprise, Weirdly sexually a, aggressively. Yeah, surprise, surprise, she's actually a pretender, um, which is a Transformers toy line that has not existed since the late 80s, uh, and, yeah, she tries to, she shoots him with, like, some kind of, she, she tries to get him with a scorpion tail that comes out of her, um, and... Yeah, but before that happens, they get bothered by Leo, Leo, or Michaela, and something Yeah, like they that. get, they, yeah, they get, yeah, Michaela, or, she's about to, like, kill Sam, and then she hears with something the, coming, so she, she yeah, pulls her tail. scorpion tail back in, Michaela's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're fucking cheating on me, you piece of shit, um, and then they start, I don't know, a fight happens, it breaks into a car chase that's, like, something out of Terminator, well, Bumblebee. okay, you missed the thing, though, where she doesn't just have, like, a scorpion tail, and it comes out of somewhere below, think about also comes out of her mouth as her tongue, but leaving the tongue on the end. That's very important <laughs> to me. It's like something yeah. out of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So then, like this part of the movie, I actually enjoy this. Like this stupid thing's got kind of fun. It's the first time I care about Sam. Yeah. But then he like starts arguing with Michaela, like for some fucking reason. Like, How dare you nearly have sex with her? It's like she was fucking like being forceful to me and nearly trying to kill me. Yeah, and it's all your fault. It's like, so like, yeah, it's, a, it's just like did you you didn't ever put your tongue in her mouth. I didn't look. You did. Have you ever had your stomach tongue by a mountain ox with a five foot tongue? It's not fun for me, and it smelled like diesel. But before that, I just want to point out. Also, right here is listen. I'm a, you were a victim of what? Yeah, of what? A little eighty pound girl. Okay, be gross toward that already. Great, cool. More yeah, we need more of that. And then also we get this fucking. I'm not talking to you for ten seconds. Then they get attacked more, and they gotta keep running. Like also, Leo shows up in the middle here, and yeah, he was with them as they were running away. Um, anyway, uh, there's a car chase that happens, and fucking Sam Bumblebee crashes into Alice and smashes her in a light post. Lee destroys her. Uh, she like crumbles into tin foil and dies. Sorry, they gotta keep getting, but then they get uh, captured like Bumblebee, and they get attacked by multiple Decepticons, and Bumblebee's trying to hold them off. But yeah, Bumblebee the, just gets butt fucked and then Sam gets carried off by Megatron. <laughs> yeah, to be t- looked at by this uh, tiny weird doctor Decepticon who like pulls out a tiny like robot worm and is like, "I'm gonna put this in your eye now." Yeah, and so because Sam had like the the AllSpark imprinted on his mind, like it imprinted onto his grandfather's glasses or whatever, uh, it, the worm could project. The, this is the thing. It's like this scene looks like Megatron is gonna. Like there's even a part in here where it's like, hey, I know you're pissed. I, I, you know, I killed you. I, if you, if you killed me, I'd be mad too. And so I really thought that the the worm was gonna like fucking just, I don't know. The it seemed like it was gonna be more graphic than it was, but then it's just like, oh no, I just dropped this worm into your eye, and then it just like projects all the information out of your brain. Um, uh, and then, then as this happens, Optimus Prime shows up, kicks like kicks a lot of ass. Yeah, this then, is the this. Oh yeah, this is the part where the fight like goes into the woods, like, and yeah. then the. And Optimus, like, rips off one of the... He's got, like, two hooks that, like, rip one of the Decepticons' faces in half. the hooks. Yeah. And then Optimus gets... Again, Optimus gets butt-fucked by, like, three Decepticons and gets, like... And they utterly destroy him, like, after he, like, is brutally aggressive on his own and, like, his other... These Decepticons end up pulling him... Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, because that's the thing. Megatron Megatron got involved. So, like, Megatron's there and... The thing is, you don't realize that Megatron has a... The thing is, you don't realize that Megatron has a passive field advantage to all of his allies. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah. So, and then the other the other Autobots show up and, like, shoot one of the Decepticons or something and everybody gets away. Fucking. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, like, Optimus gets every living shit beating him. Uh, yeah, he, they, he dies. Like, he actively just dies. He's, he gets destroyed. He's, yeah, he's, he's, actually, he's actually killed. He's actually dead. And so now it's without... So... Now, because uh, because uh, Optimus had the number one headband, uh, Megatron takes off his number two headband, wraps that around his head, goes off, <laughs> throws throws the number one headband, throws the number two headband to Sam Witwicky. <laughs> no, but you forget the actual number Infinity headband or whatever is uh, the Fallen here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like, yes, the last Prime is dead. Me. <laughs> After five thousand years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Uh, yeah, and he does. He says, like, you citizens of a human hive. Your leaders have withheld that you are not alone in this universe. We have lived among you, but no more. As you've seen, we can destroy your cities at will until you turn over the... Of Sam, yeah. Of Sam. It's like a uh, fo- file photo or something. The resistance will destroy the world, you know. Also, like, destroyed, by the way. They, like, fired off some big shots and, like well-known yeah so yeah so now the world is declared war against sam and also that we get it so in the first movie we got that like cute mention from like we got that cute mention of no specific president just like honey can you bring me up some ding-dongs uh in this one there is like there's a brief thing it's like we've we have president obama secured in in an underground bunker um it's just like somebody actually just they just say obama there just to like cement it uh and Um. then Oh Let's yeah, and then, then we get so back FBI to. So guys are trying to find Sam Witwicky. Uh, they're traveling around, and they're like, "Yo, what are we gonna?" Well, by the way, because uh, Optimus Prime, when he was traveling with them, uh, brought along some other, some other. Um, yeah. Skids and Mudflap took him out of there, kept him safe along the uh, Bumblebee. Um, oh yeah, this is also where Sam gets like a modicum of intelligence, and is and is like, "Holy shit, wait, Leo, you have a cell phone?" and fucking like slaps it out of his hand, smashes it. And it's like the fucking satellite in space that's tracking us, motherfucker. Um, Somehow, Leo, the conspiracy theorist, just like, although I guess that's kind of the conspiracy theorist thing, which just a mild tangent. Every conspiracy theorist talks about how like people are constantly killed by the government for like no one just like talking about it in public, like at a coffee shop. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Leo fits into that. Um, he fits into kind of every angle of the conspiracy theorists, except for the white supremacy angle. Although, I don't know. We don't see him. Anyway, uh, then they start like being like, what the fuck is up with those words you keep drawing anyway? He's like, I have no fucking idea. Huh, maybe we should go figure it out. And it's like, who the fuck would know how to do that? And Leo does the one useful thing he does in this entire movie. He's like, I know who. Robo Warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's this other guy on his fucking forum who argues with everybody. And, and so we go to like the... Gets we go to hacks things sooner. Yeah, and then we go to this deli uh, where we find Simmons from Sector 7. <laughs> the Jewish deli, yep. Because uh, this is what he does. This is this is what he does right now. Uh, somehow he went from, like... Somehow he went from, like, top security black ops military guy to, like, working in, a, working in his mom's deli. <laughs> Well, no, that's just what he does to pass the time. Remember, he's illegally hacking things online, which, like, you know, I feel like that's not generally what a military person go right to do. I don't know. There's, like, there's a lot of stuff, like, we keep discovering things about Sector 7 that, like, Sector 7 comes up in all the rest of the movies and, like, more and more obtuse. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, we end up running. So, yeah, the, Sa- Sam and Simmons end up running into each other again and... Anyway, he basically talks to him about, like, oh, there's weird Simmons. Like, all right, cool. He knows exactly right, where he, every fucking book is in this weird crowded thing. He has to go up on a series of ladders and shit. Yeah, and we, we discover also, yeah, when Sector 7 was shut down, basically Simmons took every document he could, like, shove into his pants and, like, left with it. <laughs> Which is why he has all of these, like, formerly classified documents. 
Anyway, they're like, so Megatron said there'd be another Energon source here on Earth, and then, uh, but they have no idea what it is because the Energon was the uh, Autobot got here. So they're not really sure. Well, then we're porked. And then Michaela is like, oh, wait, hold on. Do you need a Decepticon? And like pulls out that like the toolbox or whatever she locked. Yeah, the toolbox in. she shoved the yeah wheelie into with his one welded out eye. And she's got like a chain on him and is trying to domesticate him in a creepy way. Oh, right. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot that. That actually uh, kind anyway, of. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. So Wheelie they looks at him the... until he tells them. Yeah. They well. So Wheelie. Yeah, he, Sam draws out the runes and Wheelie's like, ah, that's a, that's the language of the primes. Um, We got to find we got to find somebody who'd know one of the OG primes. And it's. Yeah, there's a also yeah, so a fuck- who would do that? Uh, the Seekers is I don't know why they're like uh show okay show us one of them. Closest ones in Washington. Yeah, so they end up going to the Smithsonian Museum where they find like a Air they find space. a uh yeah the oh yeah the Air and Space Museum and they end up finding the uh somehow they're surprised when like they they they're looking for this uh this like uh this Blackbird basically is what they find and somehow they're surprised that Wheelie has given like has. Uh, directed them towards another Decepticon. <laughs> yeah, because, like, why why wouldn't he be? They mentioned no Autobots were there. Yeah, and so, like, they're all freaking out, because, like, and they, I think they, what is it, they use this, they use the other shard of the Allspark to bring back, uh, who we now, to bring back Jetfire, um, who, I remember we kept riffing on, like, alright, so he's supposed to be this really old Decepticon, why is he this plane from, like, the late 70s? It turns out if you get into the lore from, like, the comics, Jetfire's, like, 40,000 years old or something like that, like, Jetfire is old enough to have known the original Primes, so that's that's the reason that I, I actually really like Jetfire's design. It's really yeah, stupid, Jetfire's but I great love design, it. And he's kind of fun. I love that he's like he transforms and fucking one of his landing gear turns into a cave. Um, now I still don't get why they didn't use the Allspark fragment as Prime though. Uh, uh yeah, I don't know, like because because we've we've like there's yeah, I don't know why they didn't just do they that. They probably explained it in context, but like. Yeah, I think it's I don't know. It's something to do with how he it, he's a prime, so he needs something special. So that's where we end up finding out about the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, um, which uh, this gets into our trademark discussion. So they we weren't allowed to. I I, th- I think it was they were allowed to use the mate the the Matrix of Leadership. They like Hasbro had given them had had given the film producers the right to use that, but the Matrix. The, the Matrix franchise had come out too recently. Like, I think the last movie was 2004 or something. And so they didn't want to use the words Matrix in any movie because it might associate something else. So in the 2007 movie, instead of the Matrix of Leadership, they had the AllSpark, which was a thing created specifically for the Transformers like movie canon as the important thing for Cybertron. Um, so in this one, they bring back the Matrix of Leadership, which is an important thing from the old Transformers cartoon. The original Transformers movie from 1906 uses the Matrix of Leadership as the thing that, that, that's the thing that makes you a prime or makes you very powerful if you can't become. Anyway, that's the, that's the slight tangent there. Matrix of Leadership, uh, that's the important thing that comes out here. Anyway, so Jetfire, like, oh yeah, also, uh, I would have been an Autobot, I just got made a Decepticon, Autobots are barely a thing in my time, just gotta be an Autobot at heart, kids, Okay. Anyway, I can take you to where you're looking to go. Yeah, and then Wheelie's like, holy shit, I don't need to be a Decepticon? Fuck that. Yeah, he just makes a portal. Yeah, whatever. Portal, cool. Uh, They need the portal rather than flying in because, one, he's shitty now. Like, his landing strip. Yeah, I I like that. That's the two pieces. His toy actually has two pieces of gear. One of them is his landing gear cane, and the other one is a battle axe. 
He's he's also Scottish for some reason. I fucking love Jedfire so much. He's, he's so really stupid, good. But he's I love dumb him. as fuck, but he's great. Yeah. Um. See again. This but movie so is not I guess like, here's the thing. They needed a way to get from Washington to Egypt like instantly. Yep. Here's here's the thing about Revenge but of the more Fallen. They that... need to be able to take the cars with them, which is Bumblebee skids and mud. Yeah, they they also needed that too. I think the the rest of the rest of the original Transformers from the first movie stay behind, or they'll get there in their own time or something. So yeah, they needed to do all of that. And one thing that I didn't I didn't realize and is not made apparent by like because this movie is like smashing smashing forward like so hard. Like it it has long periods of nothing and then just boom 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 just a bunch of shit happens and. The thing that does not come across well is that this movie happens over the course of, like, three days. Like, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so, uh, anyway, they, uh, and Delia kind of see, like, travel through trying to track to like, this walled-off section. There's, like, some this is, this signs is where that point to mud a particular flat. spot where, like, the suns converge, like, whatever. It just sounds like, the- it's just a room with walls, this shit sucks! Yeah, and, and then- and talk about not being able to, and then, like, punch each other. And then one of them punches the other into a wall, which breaks it, showing their. Yep, and that's their. That's pretty much their whole relevance to the plot. Yep, and it's... inside is thing like oh, it's dust. He's like oh fuck. Fortunately, he has the foresight. Like no, this dust is important, and like shoves it into his sock. Yep. Uh, one thing also that they find that the leader, the matrix of leadership, was like guarded by like. I don't know, like two dozen transformers that all like fuse themselves together into a death ball. Yeah, like pre- yeah, th- we just see a lot of like fossilized primes as the films go on. But yeah, so they find the matrix of leadership. It, it it's an ancient artifact. It crumbles into dust as soon as they touch it. Sam shoves it into his sock. Hey, but anyway, the reason we're actually over this, the fallen didn't care. Fallen's doing it using like the id because it's actually like a weapon. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out that the yeah the pyramid is a it's the the pyramid is going to eat the sun. <laughs> yeah, so there's this thing inside called the sun harvester that they barely talked about, but it's basically the fallen plan for some fucking reason. Like they just want to get away. The they want to eat the sun. He just goes planet to planet, suns, and so it's like, okay, now I can do it. But wait, hold it! Oh man, if only there, if only the top wasn't still on this pyramid. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, they know that this fight's gonna go down in the Sun Harvesters here, so they contact, uh, Nest for the other Autobots land, a bunch of military attack for the rest of the Decepticons, a lot of fights happen, many Constructicons show up for, uh, only the second times, but not, and now they combine together to form Devastator. Doesn't look anything like Devastator. Yeah, no, they just needed the Constructicons to be here, and, uh, yeah, this is where we get to, like, our not-quite-last, but, uh, definitely least dick joke. Um, well, I guess oh, that yeah, comes up we- in a bit. When, anyway, uh, yeah. After he finishes transforming, how the uh, how the balls come slam together between his legs. Yeah, that. Then th- if if you don't get that, if you don't get it from context, then later on Simmons is like, "I am directly under enemy scrotum." Uh. uh anyway, bunch of fighting. Things go kind of back and forth. De- I, l- uh, I love the I-, I love Devastator's like stupid fight. Like all Devastator does is like crawl around on all fours and just vacuum shit into its like giant like grinder on the front of it. Including Smug Flap, which I was very excited for for a moment, except when he sucked them up, they just shot its in and climbed out of its face and still didn't kill Devastator. They just it didn't did kill Devastator, nothing didn't happened. harm Skins nothing or Mudflap. Yeah. That scene didn't need to exist. Skins and Mudflap didn't need to exist. I hate them. I hate this movie. But anyway, yeah, so Devastator climbs up the pyramid and just starts eating it. Because um, that's that's how you get to that's how you get to the ancient weapon hidden inside. And while he succeeds in doing part of it, 
uh, Simmons, with some sort of contact, managed to use his Sector 7 and all like, hey, you know, there's one uh, military battleship outside of here that I know about for some... I also know you secretly have a railgun. Use it on this guy. Yeah, fire it at the, like, fire it at these coordinates. Uh, I think Simmons just has, like, a satellite phone with him or something. Which is also I mean, how yeah, he contacts, which is also how he gets Lennox into the scene, because they need to get, yeah. they need to bring Optimus in, but they can't, they can't do, uh, also, oh yeah, Optimus is like in the back of a B-52, and he just gets like shoved out the back and like crashes <laughs> down into slams the into the sand. Yeah, just fucking, yeah, just, just smashes like head first, like, it's fine though. Uh, and then a bunch um, of soldiers drop down, and they all just get owned immediately because it's just a bunch of dudes with tiny guns that just all shoot at the transformers, which are transformers. Uh, anyway, um, the, also like all of uh, Devastator's lines are just belching and loud roaring, 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 growl, growls, speaks of Cybertron. Wait, that's rampant. Oh right, and then for some reason, fucking Ron and Judy show up just out, just fucking out of nowhere. Ramp- Rampage kidnapped them to try and be like, get the boy to give up. I don't really know. Yeah, so just in case you hadn't had really, enough of... Again, like, Style Buff has not mattered. They All they needed was the sun, really. It does not matter. Yeah, so... Oh, so Optimus is, like, dropped down, like, way the fuck away from them. So, like, Sam has to get to Optimus, do something with the Matrix of Leadership to bring him back. Um, and he's, so he drives there part of the way in Bumblebee. Bumblebee gets, Bumblebee has to, has to deal with a bunch of Decepticons. Jetfire shows up, like, just fucking slices a Decepticon in half with his battle axe and then just gets punked real hard. Because he's, you know, like 40,000 years old. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. He already died. <laughs> he already died of... He died of old age. That's how old he is. You didn't know Transformers could die of old age. Um, anyway, uh, it's worth noting that part of the whole thing of the Fallen being excited is that apparently I'll kill the Fallen. The Fallen, also a Prime. I don't fucking understand it because Decepticons could just fucking kill Optimus Prime. Yeah. Anyway... Sam saves his parents through some method of trickery and gets over to Optimus, and his bravery inspires the Prime to happen. Yeah, just just like he gets knocked out by like an explosion or something, and then like sees the Primes and like, have you learned anything? Just 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 show us that you've learned a lesson, any lesson, good enough. Here, get the friend. matrix. Okay, cool, cool, great. Stab. <laughs> they give him the stab device. The he stabs him op- Optimus. Optimus gets back up and go to fucking battle raid and like kills a bunch of things. Then finds uh, Jetfire and Jetfire's like, yeah, Jetfire's. You're really cool. Here, I'm dying. Take my spark and like shoves it into Optimus. And then Optimus gets all of Jetfire's parts on him and looks. Yeah, he gets stupid. like jet jet wings and shit. It's dumb as fuck. Um. Anyway. Um. That gives Optimus so, enough power to, like, go and just beat the shit out of Fallen. Yeah, and he just flies up to the top of the Sun Harvester, destroys it, destroys the Fallen, and disables Megatron, but carried away by Starscream. I think Starscream says, some, I think Starscream says, oh, not not to call you a, no, not to call you a c- which is actually a pretty good line. That's actually okay. I like Starscream. Let's see. And then, um, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, there, that that's where we get <laughs> fucking... Uh, God, I forgot, I, I forgot how direct the line was here, but yeah, then somewhere in here we, we get from, from Fallen, ah, the revenge shall be mine. And then Optimus, uh, the fucking Optimus gives the, the, the stupid, this is Optimus is like a worse line, but I love how blatant it is. Just, you picked the wrong planet. Give me your face. And then rips off <laughs> Fallen's face. <laughs> and then as, and then as Give Fallen dies, he says, yeah, he just, yeah, you picked the wrong planet, and then he grabs him with his fucking hooks and says, give me your face, and then rips the fallen space <laughs> off. 
God, I, that's such a brutal line. That's like something out of fucking Mortal Kombat right there. Also, I love party. that this just... I love also just... There's also a direct part in here where Fall just like, Now I claim your son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you man. It kind of reminds me of the... Do you remember, do you remember the final scene from Portal 2? Where like <laughs> yeah. the final part yeah, yeah. with the final part with Wheatley? Yeah, where you did you, did you... Did you ever, um, yeah, did, did you ever just, like, s- stick around long enough that eventually Wheatley will say, like, take one last look at your moon, it can't save you now. <laughs> Which is just the best telegraphing, but, uh, that's it's, it's what this fucking line is like. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and it's like, yeah. Anyway, he rips off his face, Optimus Prime thanks Sam for holding a bunch of dust in a sock, um, and then, uh, Optimus Prime starts talking to him, comes his exit monologue, um, our races united by a history long forgotten, a future we shall face to Ms. Prime, and I send this message so our pasts will be remembered. For those memories we... And it cuts to going back to school. And that's it. Yeah, like, this, this happened fast. Sam went from being the number one thing that you needed to kill Sam in order to save the world or whatever, to, like, he just goes back to school. Like, whatever. Yeah, no one, if it wasn't for that point out again the fact that like so irrelevant all that he had was like he got some weird that somewhat led him to a pile of dust that then like he was told like you put this in your stank sock good job kid you gotta bring back optimus now yeah no i honestly like i feel like the script would be better if like every step of the way like sam is just like i don't want this and then he just like the plot just kind of drives him to it because that's what it basically is anyway so yeah i would at least make him more um but as it is that's the end of the now, uh, while we sped up a lot towards the end, that's because there were a lot of action scenes, and the action scenes were okay. They weren't bad. Yeah, they were, they were, uh, like, this is, there There were more of them. This movie had a larger budget, because the first movie made a lot of money. And they so. felt okay, and, like, some of the Yeah, it was actually, you could out. actually, like, follow what was happening in them. There was actually, like, clear action direction, and good cinematography, and um, and also, yeah. Then there's then there was there there was there was bullshit, but there was cool bullshit. Like Simmons calls in the railgun and it just blows up Devastator. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, enjoy. It's stupid. Yeah, it's over the top and dumb. And there was it wasn't boring. Like the, it was a lot more racist and had problematic themes. But beyond that, like in just about every way. Yeah. No, totally agree. Um. So now let's get to our first. How useful was the lead actress in this? I mean, Michaela beats the shit out of Wheelie, and, like, he's the one who actually moves the plot forward in okay, a meaningful fair, way. Okay, but I would say that that's we and not her. Okay, yeah, I mean, aside from that, like, her, th- this is, so, this is a thing where um, Folding Ideas talked about the in the, in the video about ludonarrative dissonance, and how, like, that's not a real concept, because you don't talk about cinema narrative dissonance. This movie is cinema narrative dissonance. Like, Michaela's most, Michaela gets talked up all the time. As being a, I'm a hotshot mechanic who doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, she's the she's supposed to be this strong, independent woman who don't need no man, and like, but all the time she doesn't actually do much in the she's film, and she's there. just photographed like a piece of meat. She's just a hot piece of ass. That's that's her purpose in this movie. I'll see. Now I was interested. Piece of ass. I was thinking like a nice ribeye. Ah, there you go. Side for both of us fans, <laughs> the ass folks, and yeah, just love um, a little bit of that ass meat. So yeah, I I put her. Definitely lower for the movie her actually did a notable amount of stuff. It's just like she beat up one shitty Decepticon and put it in a bag. Uh, notable to say that she did do she did actively do more important things than Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf just kind of did put all of the plot by being there. <laughs> the one thing he did himself was put dust in a sock. Um, yeah. 
So I'll, I'll agree. She's more useful than him, but still not useful. And what was there? I, th- I think, what was it? I think Leo did one thing in the movie where he tased somebody. Like the, the military was coming for him. He tased one of the soldiers and then accidentally tased himself. And had- <laughs> so let's cover any fat new facts. we. So there's a, there's a, there is a race that precedes the Transformers. There, there's a there's a distinct difference between primes and not. The Fallen Apparently, is the Fallen not a prime, reason, but he was a prime. Yeah, just a bad prime. So apparently, if a prime is a dick, another prime can kill. And this is something to do with like the the Matrix leadership and how. Because one of the things also is not every not every Transformer can be a prime, even if they have the Matrix. Um, like Ultra Magnus got the Matrix of very powerful. Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime because he was allowed to. So let that be a lesson. It's not the qualities of your character that make you important. It's how you were born. Um. So now we can we can cross off Cold Stops trans. Um. But uh, we can state uh that uh as this all goes, we've learned that uh these weren't the first time trans. It was not Megatron. Somehow they went really undiscovered. But either way, eat the sun. I really wanted to eat that. Nothing song. else relevant about Earth. I mean, yeah, like honestly, aside from like aside from sentient life, what does Earth have to offer? Like, You're if you right. want, if you if you want You're mineral correct. resources, there's every other planet in the solar system. You're right. You're definitely. Yeah. So I guess that is a fact that we add is that Earth is important for some reason. Is it though? We don't get that. We just get the idea that they wanted to eat the sun, like he did to tons of other planets. We don't get the idea that Earth. Yeah, I guess that com- that comes up in the third movie. Like, it isn't important as of yet. They haven't established yeah. anything about that. In addition to that, um, uh, we had that were uh, Transformers, but it's pretty much just Decepticon, except for those primes that caught the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're operating them. Um, uh, 2D bot, the 2D bot. So apparently yeah, for some reason this. I remembered him being destroyed by a laser that cut him completely in half, but that had to be sent. But yeah, uh, so so Reedman as he's oh actually Reedman gets killed in a comic between the two. Uh, sure. That's what I that's what I found. He gets killed by I don't know, just some guy shoots a lightning bolt at him, disintegrates him. That's the end of Reedman. Okay, you did. Um, as long as we're talking about things, like this uh, before anything else, who wins the best bot award movie? Jetfire. Jetfire. It's it's everyday Jetfire. Jetfire's so good. Every day is Jetfire day. <laughs> Like, I would vote for him in most of the other movies than them. Like, he's he's a Scottish, like, fucking black ops jet with a wheel cane and a battle axe, and he can teleport, but he's also going senile, and then he, like, gives up everything he has to make Optimus Prime look like a stupid version of Gurren Logan. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's... Jet Fire's the best, and he's such a good boy. Uh, and, like, he has a laugh I... where he, like, spews screws and shit. Yeah, as he walks around, just parts keep falling off of him. Like he's got so much character. He's got more character than the than the robots that are intended to anchor the movie. Um, I want to get the cat. Yeah, yeah, Ravager's pretty good. Ravager, like we we didn't mention much about it because it's just an action scene thing. It doesn't talk, but it's a cat. It's a cat transformer that it's not a full person. It never transforms out of being a cat, and it's way smaller than the other transformer. It's bigger than a cat, but it's smaller than a car. Yeah, Ravage is. But then a, it's just got a... tons of guns on it. It's got mini guns on that cat. Uh, interesting to note that Ravage is voice acted by Frank Welker, cool. who does a lot of voices for things that don't have voices. <laughs> um, that's uh, just you, kind did of you have his any thing. Mentions? Uh, also, I like Devastator. Devastator was a cool design. It yeah, wasn't Devastator the Devastator. Was from... it, it wasn't Devastator that I expect. And if we're going purely based on design, I uh, sure. 
Oh yeah, Demolishor. Yeah, yeah, he had a cool. He's just really cool here, and I liked him. But yeah, no, it's it's Jetfire followed up by. Yeah, yeah, no, Ra- Ravage is good. I like him. Uh, Ravage is yeah a frequent is is uh according to the Transformers wiki is a Soundwave minion. So Soundwave does still have like the tape robots in this, but they're they took some other stuff. All right, wait a sec though. So Soundwave's minion is Ravager the cat. And Ravager mm-hmm. the Cat's minion is a ton of tiny bugs that turn into Blade Bob. Yeah, that, that turn into Reedman. And then, and then, yeah, so Reedman attempts... Reed? Fucking dumb name. I, yeah, I don't know why the name is called Reed, but that's, that's the name given that specific robot. Anyway, and, really- yeah, and Reedman is ultimately destroyed. One of the, just some, it was sent to assassinate some random government agent and somehow has a bunch of powers from the AllSpark and shoots lightning and- and that's, so now, that's the end. Now, question. For, so, like, in my mind, I can being part of, but I don't complete Ravager uh, of Soundwave. Yeah. Um, also, it is listed in the notes that uh, Reedman is a. The name Reedman appeared in the film credits. Everyone is mightily confused because it doesn't sound like a Transformers name. Uh, the video game would quickly confirm that Reedman is the razor thin Rapscallion. A few days after the film's premiere, the name still stands out as odd. It's probably going to Wheelbot and Skipjack. Where rough, silly-sounding preliminary names were included in the film's credits, the difference here is that Hasbro did not provide a proper name. So yeah, so also Reedman is called uh, is Riedelman in uh, in Japan, and Reedman is a an evolution of previous robot called a robot that would drop insect instead of a hive robot that drops insecticons. They made a bunch of insecticons that turn a robot. Yeah, which I mean it worked. It looked cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Just, uh, now remember, separate from enjoyment rating. What'd you say the movie quality? Oh, man. I mean, what are we, so what are we calling movie quality? Like, I, I'll say that, I'll say the that. The construction tech, of the movie, if you were to recommend this piece of cinema, an art This piece, had a, this like, had a plot that I could follow from start to finish, so. It was simplistic and not great, it was followable. Yeah, which is a step up from the first movie. And it did anything. Yeah, it did stuff. Things things happened. It, there was pacing and stuff like that. Despite having less time to make a script, this movie actually felt a lot better as like a. It, it felt better as a movie than the first movie. Yeah, it was at least like something to watch. Um, it, it it is yeah, it, it is a it, it is it is a movie in more than name and the concept that it is a series of images projected at so as to create the illusion of movement. <laughs> I know where you're getting. It's not a particularly good movie. But it would be like an okay, not great movie were it not for like the standout bits of like gross races and like other like ew. Yeah, no, it's that's like, the thing. It's 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 above the first movie in that it is technically competent. It is much. It's a lot cringier than the first movie because yeah, why? Why did you anchor it with characters? And, and I'll point out since enjoyment rating is a lot more subjective, I'm gonna separate anything about because I personally think that out. Not that it wasn't there. I just decided to ignore it when trying to enjoy it. Why? But when it comes to the movie quality, I can't ignore that. That's trash and bad. So that knocks it down. A it's so bad. It's so I'm going to say so bad. it's like a 3.5 where it might be like a 4.5 if it wasn't for that. No, Roger Roger Ebert gave this one. I mean, he um, gave the other movie like one than that, and I like I think there was. Okay, stuff yeah, I'll, to I'll it. move it if we're going like, on a if we're going on a ten point scale. Like this I'll, is still I'll like pre- massively failing on a failing scale, right? Like, I, yeah, no, I'll give it. A, yeah, no, I'll give it a three. Like, I'll, I'll agree with a three. I'll, I'll settle down for the three. I, I'm not committed. Um, okay, but no. As for the other side of things, though, our enjoyment rating. 
I actually really enjoyed stupid and fun, except. Yeah, yeah, no, there was there was there were a lot of fun parts in it. There were good action scenes. <laughs> you uh, get you a tighter shirt. Yeah, there no. one. we checked. Yeah, no, there's also some there's also occasionally some good dialogue in there. There's some really yeah, stupid moments. fun dialogue. Simmons was an entertaining character. Um, yeah, no, the the your, your regular is in this. Every time he got shit on was great. Yeah, and and we we set up a bunch of returning characters who return for good reason. Jetfire was really really good, and I'm sad he dies like he does. Uh, Jeff Jetfire was a Jetfire was fun. The action scenes were fun. And there's a lot of dumb shit that were fun in retrospect. I'm gonna stuff this dust in my sock. Like he just pulls off his shoe, pulls off his socks. Like yeah, no, it's 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 a bunch of fucking dumb shit. That's um, and it 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 moves. It is both shorter than the first movie, and, like, it, it has more stuff happening it in it than the, It's, like, two hours and 20 minutes, the first it, It's oh, not damn. much. They're comparable. Um, so I'm gonna give this one a 5.5? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd put it up there, like, I, I'd, I'd say, a, I'd say, like, it, the, the fun, the fun parts, honestly. I'll make you in the middle of a 6, I'm not, I can't go up to 6.5. Okay, we'll, it, we'll put it at a 6, then, sure. Um. It was it was a romp. There were some stupid points where I kind of just didn't care, but at least I had fun most. Yeah, it's it did the thing that a summer blockbuster is meant to do, and that's why it's the fourth highest grossing move two thousand nine. Clearly, it needed to be more boring so it could be the first highest grossing. I mean, like it it was not going. It, it tried to have a lot of spectacle. There was no way it's, it was going to have as much spectacle. Like Avatar was Avatar was spectacle. No, Avatar totally was James Cameron. Ed is James Cameron. <laughs> okay. So let's follow this up with would watching this movie and buying toys. So I'm a I'm a hard sell I'm I'm a hard sell on toys. I think I said no, that's this fine. The this one's not one. one we have to agree on even slightly. The other ones we someone want to react. Well, yeah, but so so again, this is so there's a fuckload of toys for this movie. Like the first one had like I think like over like a hundred toys. This one has like close to two hundred because there's it, there there's forty robots. Every single one of them has at least one toy. Fucking skids and mud flap have like. 20 different toys each um including the including the combiner one where they they multiple different combiner ones where they turn into an ice cream truck like there's there's so many fucking toys in this um one thing we never never brought up how like weird it was that they combined into a truck like they each were half of it and they decided to be regular cars after yeah i know like that yeah they didn't turn into any kind of combiner or anything like that now which one determines they wanted are you asking which one is the ass man (laughs) yes uh, and that I one, I don't know. Mud flat. I, I don't... Um, okay, but, but yeah, uh, so, 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 but not, but not thinking about the quality of the individual toys, not actually looking at the toys, just like the theoretical concept. If someone posed you after watching this movie, would you be interested in like owning a toy from this? You don't even have to think if you'd pay for it. Would you be interested? So I, if I had a place to put, to put like physical shit in my room, definitely yeah, like, you do. again, coming to, again, coming to the designs, I Coming to the designs of this, I would be interested as as a thirty year old man and toys serving a purpose of sitting on my desk and limb occasionally. Yeah, same, same, agree. Um, yeah, so uh, I again, this comes back to I like the designs of I like the designs of Jetfire. I like the designs of Devastator. Um, I actually don't I don't actually remember how many toys there were of the Constructicons. Um, one thing also, one thing also, I do. One thing also I do want to shout out is that there is the tra- there there is the Transformers Alliance for the films and uh I guess like if I'm just getting something as long as I'm just having something I do want the Sam Witwicky and Bumblebee Alliance toy because I fucking love how stupid Sam Witwicky's molding is. 
Like it's, it doesn't look. It's such. I, there's a fucking Shia LaBeouf toy, and they both. There, there's two of them, and they both look awful. And I just. I'd want to have those just because they're stupid and they they're a good conversation. Just like, yeah, did you know Shia LaBeouf had some action? Do you know they suck? Um, I would have so. Um, so I'll say in this theoretical example where I don't have to put it in to get these things. Yes, but like. Not many. I'm basically on the lines of jet fire and I wouldn't want Did you know also from this particular part of the movie continuity, there are three different Witwickies who also, who, and are all, are all somehow supposed to be related to Shia LaBeouf's character, um, but are all throwbacks to the Witwickies from the other Transformers things because Witwicky name that comes. So you have, they're both soldiers. So you have Spike and you have, uh, there's another one. Um, but Spike is the one from the from the original cartoon, so of course they have to make a toy of him, even though he has no relevance to anything. Uh, Spike is also one of the Alliance toys. I think his 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 partner is a helicopter who turns into a mobile gun platform that he rides in and man- mans the fifty caliber machine gun up. Wouldn't that just regular ass gun? No, because it's no because it's a walker. What? Why would you want that over? How- you got me. That's actually pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so as far as like, as far as designs go, um, I'd be interested in having, I'd be interested in the Constructicons, just having that crawling up, eating pyramids, whatever. Do they have a Devastator with real pyramid eating action? Well, like it better at least be a Devastator that's five Constructicator out of. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? Yeah, I'd go for a, uh, Ravage toy. I would be interested in having one that's actually, and I would be in like... If there was a comp combined set of uh, Jetfire and Optimus Prime, that I can pull apart Jetfire and slap them on Optimus Prime. Uh, Wave three also. Wave three did have a Ravage, which was oh it's yeah, holy like shit! That. It's like a it's a full on Figwart. Oh wait, really? Yeah, and it yeah. actually it transforms into like a I don't know what the fuck it transforms into, but like yo yo, so the cat state is its transformed state. It's a cat, not a person at all. It transforms into like a bike with guns. Yeah, because he has to transform into something at some point. Yo, yo, this thing rules. Fucking gun cat. Uh, there is not a Reedman toy. Damn. Just want to make that clear. Let me just tape uh, a series of razor blades together. We'll be fine. And I don't. If we have a, if there's a, if there exists a Jetfire um, and Combiner. Uh, Optimus Prime. It's not. Oh wait, there's the mul- there's the multi pack. Jet Jet Power Optimus Prime. There we go. It's a two pack with Jetfire and Buster Optimus Prime. So uh, that was a Oceana release. <laughs> only only released in Australia and Asia for some reason. And then there was also one that was only released in Hong Kong. Um. Okay. So actually, there so far that's matched up to these theoretical spinning. I wouldn't pay money for it, but I'd be interested. And yes, we do have a full on Constructicon Devastator. Um. It does not quite look like the one from the movie because it had to be five robots that you put together. It also had to theoretically be actually because of a lot of things. Yeah, so like it it still looks pretty kick-ass. It's just like it doesn't really look like the one from the movie at all. Uh, it does it doesn't have anything approaching us. And with that, I think I think we're good. <laughs> so uh, until next time. Autobots, transform. And roll out. <laughs> See ya. Fuck this.